Hey, 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 this is Stephanie Lynn, your host here on Good Good Talks. And all I can say is, first of all, I'm, I know it's probably like, I don't even know what episode this is going to be, second, third, fourth of second season, but I'm just stoked that it's back, smiling from ear to ear recording right now. But this here recording is with Katie Bulmer, my first ever interview after season one. So I'd taken two weeks off and I just had missed it a lot. And she was so incredibly refreshing because I think what's so cool is I'm completely just humbled and dumbfounded that people want to know about what I'm doing. And so with Katie being a new person that I never met before, um, she wanted to know about me, my ministry, those different things. And just hearing someone ask about my ministry and my platform just makes my heart kind of explode because that means a whole lot to me more than they'll probably ever know. So first she starts asking about me and that was so fun to kind of get to share with her my heart, but also I cannot wait for you guys to hear hers. Um, just a little thing of, yeah, she talks about sex and yeah, it's okay. So guys get ready for it. Um, Katie has a story that I just love that she's, um, leaning into, speaking with girls in college and that's part of her story is being in college in the sorority life and what that looks like because that's something I never actually experienced and I think that she gives a great point of view that I think kind of fuses together two separate worlds that I like I said I didn't experience the sorority girl world but it's so different from what I think my college life was but in reality it's not um and I think that the truth she speaks to not only sorority girls um and to college girls that experience all of the Greek life those things that we can still catch on to what she's saying we can still really hear Jesus's truth through her so I'm excited for you guys to meet her so here she is Kitty Bloomer coming at you all right. Well, this is, like, so great to finally meet you. <laughs> yeah, same. I'm so excited. I know. Uh, so, so tell me more about, your, like, your ministry and your blog and podcast and all that kind of stuff. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Well, actually, I just was thinking about it this morning of how it's been perfect that um, we are talking at this time rather than earlier because okay. I'm taking a break from my podcast right now. Like, I'm yeah. on season ended my season one, now I'm in season two. Um, and I think that I just, I want to go the same way that I've been going, but really just my podcast is, I want to just have good conversations that are encouraging, uplifting, and um, just my podcast has been going that way, but I want to talk about more of, it's been real and authentic, I feel like, but I want to talk about more things, more things that are real, more things that, you know, more of the struggles that everyone goes through and um, more of the real day-to-day life stuff. And I feel like just reading about your story is, it's kind of, it's a really good start to that. Um, so I'm excited for that. Yeah. And so that's my podcast. And then my blog, I haven't been on a lot recently, which I kind of hate, but um I started that a couple years ago and um, was really an outlet for me when I was, after I graduated college. And so, um, yeah, I think my podcast is kind of what I'm leaning on right now. So, do you feel, I started, I thought, excuse me, I thought about started one. Do you feel like you get more um, response um, with a podcast than a blog? Or I guess depends on the market? Yeah, you know, I don't really know. I can't really figure it out. <laughs> it's, yeah. um, it's more, I do it to, um, with the conversations that I have, like with you today and then friends that I've had, it's, there's, it starts with that. And if someone else wants to listen, if someone else wants to chime in, then that's yeah. amazing. And so, um, I think I've, I've really had, I've had a few people chime in. A, f- a few of my friends have really had other people, um, getting other people to listen. So I think it's kind of just building up. And that's one thing that I really am trying to build up that community, um, during this break is like making a Facebook group and all that stuff. Um, so I feel like I heard, I have the same amount of responses I did on my blog of just every once in a while, you know, when I'm feeling down and feeling like nobody's, you know, I'm not doing this for anything. Somebody reaches out. And so, um, yeah. I think a lot more people read it than, than comment or the interact, you know? Yeah. Or listen or whatever you might call it. But yeah, so the same way you're like, um, hello, is anyone out there? Yeah. And then, and then you're like, oh, okay, thank you God for that little encouragement. Yeah, exactly. Do you, so you have a blog right now? 
Yeah, um, and I'm the same way. Like, I, so the main thing that's keeping me busy right now is I'm, I'm actually getting a lot of speaking opportunities. Okay. Um, so we just moved. So, well, a lot of things keeping me busy because we just moved and we're trying to buy a house and all that craziness. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, so I'm starting to, like, travel to more colleges and stuff. Um, but I do definitely want to, like, try and have a more cons- more consistent blog and um, just, like, speaking through social media and just things that I feel that matter and are important and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, well, okay. So I know that I've read a little bit about you, but just um, for listeners, since this is an actual podcast, sometimes I forget that I need to, like, host <laughs> and that I need yeah. to... Um, so tell a little bit about yourself and then we'll get into your book, um, and all that jazz. Um, so, okay. My name is Kate and, um, I guess it starts with, you know, I was kind of a very, what you would say, a typical sorority girl. Like, um, you know, um, I thought that boys and booze and being popular were the three most important things in life. And, um, and you know, but, you know, my friends back then wouldn't have said that, like, I was the craziest or the wildest, but those were just kind of my, um, what I strive for. And, you know, just, oh, if only I was prettier and if only I was, um, I partied better or, or whatever, like, and then, and then you kind of get all those things and you feel like, okay, well now I'm cool or whatever cool is. And, and now you fit in and then you're just kind of like wondering, is this all there is kind of thing. But, mm-hmm. um, so my senior year, I, I felt like, you know, I kind of had it all. I was in the best sorority. I got to be treasurer. I was like little sister for um, this great fraternity. I got to be clutch class sweetheart. Um, mm-hmm. All these like worldly awesome things. Um, me and this fraternity boy were going to be happily ever after. Yeah. And um, like everything was just sunshine and roses. And, um, and it wasn't so much like this particular guy, but it was this particular lifestyle. And then when we broke up, it was kind of like, wait, like everything that I've stri- have been striving for. And I have this, um, what all of my friends around me say is, is it, you know, like what we're all trying to get. And then and that kind of comes like tumbling down on me. I'm like, I, I was angry. I was mad. I was like, wait, this is not my plan. I'm a senior now. I'm supposed to get married. I'm mm-hmm. supposed to live happily ever after. I'm supposed to, um, you know, raise 2.5 kids in the suburbs. <laughs> and, um, like this is, this is not how this is supposed to work. And so in my life, I grew up, I'd say, you know, I was a Christian because I was from Georgia and yeah. <laughs> that's like you say you are, but there was nothing like real to that. And so, um, after this, you know, breakup and this kind of like, what the heck is going on, God, I had a friend invite me to, it was a Greek girls Bible study. And so girls that were in the Greek system um, were invited to this Bible study. And my first thought was, heck no, those girls are all nerds. They don't know how to have fun. Um, (laughs) And plus they can probably smell my sin. And I just, (laughs) no, that doesn't sound fun. But again, when you're kind of like everything you've done, all of my ways of doing things have kind of just crumbled around me. I was like, well, whatever, we'll just try this and see how dumb it is. Give me something to make fun of. Right. Yeah. So reluctantly I show up and, um, I heard the story of the woman at the well and that was like how Jesus really got my attention. And the way I remember it being told was that basically this woman, um, who was just really heartbroken, like, um, I've, I've grown to love this woman at the well, John chapter four. And apparently it's the longest recorded conversation with Jesus in scripture. And it's really, which is a heartbroken girl. She'd been married um, five times and she just kept thinking, Oh, if only this will work. And if only that will work. And um, Jesus basically tells her like, you're trying to fill your cup with things that don't matter. And your cup has a hole at the bottom and it mm-hmm. keeps leaking out over and over again. And I'm offering you something that will last. I'm offering you eternal water. And I was like, you know, you hear the brakes screech in my brain. I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. There's something that will fulfill me. There's something that I don't have to keep striving for. There's something different than what everyone tells me is popularity, popularity and being beautiful and all these things. There's something better. I just, I never even heard of such. Mm -hmm. So that was my aha moment. And, um, just very unfancily was like, God, my way of doing things isn't working. I want to try your way. And genuinely there was like a pretty short, 180 in my life where things just start started losing their appeal or, you know, like some of the things in my old lifestyle. And then I, um, I like started studying scripture and I started hanging out with people who like love the Lord and were challenging me. And 
it was just a crazy, crazy whirlwind. Um, and the next, um, and I started going to church and I had my eye out on this really cute youth pastor mm-hmm. <laughs> who is now my husband. So, um, that, you know, obviously it was not super quick from becoming a new Christian to meeting him and becoming this kind of girl that he would even be interested in. But, mm-hmm. um, but that's the very short of that story. Okay. Well, I love yeah. that. I think, yeah. um, and I was just kind of thinking about how right when we started, you're like, oh my gosh, are we getting into this? I really want to yeah. be able to kind of just have a be conversation. Like we're at coffee right now kind of thing. Okay, and cool. you're just sharing your story and, Um, and I want to be able to, I think you have such a different, um, perspective than what I have. And I think that's, what's so beautiful is, um, I never grew, I never went in sorority. I I'm from the outside looking in really is what I am. Um, and so I love that you just have that perspective and, um, saying that you were a Christian kind of growing up, but then having that like switch and having that, hearing that story and knowing that specific moment, um, is something that I never really had. So I just, I'm excited to kind of like dig into that a little bit more. Um, but one thing I do also want to talk about is, okay, that's your story of coming to a Christian, not to a Christian, coming into believing. Um, and then, that's really like what your book is about, but where are you right now in that? Like what's your, yeah. Yeah. Like um, what's your life look like right now? Like you said, you're speaking more. Um, just what are you doing now? Your family, that kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. So it's been kind of cool. Like honestly, probably it's probably been about two years ago. I really, you know, there's a few times in my life I've really like undoubtedly heard like, this is what God wants me to do. Like, I wouldn't say like, it's the voice of God, like I'm hearing you right now, but like very clearly, like this is what God wants me to do. And, Mm -hmm. um, one of those was go to share your testimony with, with your sorority. Mm. And, um, at the time I knew almost no one in the sorority and I was (laughs) like, what does that even mean? I actually kind of ran from God and I did like some other church work thinking like maybe God will forget that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but you know, he didn't. Yeah. Um, so we came back to that and yeah, so I just kind of, um, God was really gracious during that time. He just, I was actually teaching a yoga class and I had a president of the, um, the chapter I was an alumni from started coming to the class and just some really doors that were just wide open for me to kind of just get back involved in this Greek market. And I was intimidated and I was like, sorority women are pretty and who am I? And like, I don't, you know, I'm not 20 years old anymore. Like they're not Mm -hmm. even going to listen to me and all this (laughs) stuff. But, um, yeah, like I said, gosh, it's been really good. And I feel like it's just affirmation of stepping into that terrifying space. Yet what I know he wants me to be, he's just been so gracious because I get to speak with great girls like you on podcasts and I get to go speak at different colleges. And, um, and yeah, just writing this book, even like I knew exactly when I sat down to do it, I wrote down the outline in like 10 minutes and then just started pounding away at the keyboard. It really only took me, um, probably about four or five months. I already had like my testimony and stuff written out, Yeah. but the other stuff, um, was from my marketing background and stuff that was just come, came so easy. So it didn't take me long. And then, um, I feel like the book has just been almost like a calling card. Like, um, this is who I am. This is what I do. This is what I'm passionate about. And, and that's just opened the doors for so many other conversations to be able to just share that. And, um, most recently, so in the college town where I got back involved was Statesboro, Georgia, go Georgia Southern Eagles. <laughs> and, um, we just moved from there to Chattanooga, Tennessee this summer. Okay. So, um, the craziness of moving is definitely still in full swing. We haven't moved into our house yet. We're renting and all of that, but yes, that is where my family is now. And so then you were, like you said, you got really connected to the sorority and Greek life down there. So how has it been moving up here or moving up to Tennessee? Not here (laughs) where I am. Um, So it's been a little slower than I had hoped. You know, of course we moved here during the summer when most of the students were out of town Mm -hmm. and I was like, kind of hoping, you know, we had back in Statesboro, we'd have girls over all the time for dinner and like I'd have Bible studies and all this kind of stuff. And here, of course, you know, they didn't know who I was. And so I'm like, Hey, let's hang out. <laughs> um, anyway, but it is, it is, um, I got to speak, um, to a sorority two weeks ago and okay. that went really well and starting to get back involved. Um, I was at 80 pi, So getting involved in their chapter, um, 
so yeah, it's, you know, like I said, I kind of had rose colored glasses. I would just jump in right away and Mm -hmm. it would be awesome, but it's, it's a little bit slower, but I think that that's also been just God's provision because we've had so many other things going on. Um, you know, just trying to get settled in this new area. So yeah. Yeah. When did your book come out? Um, it's not even a year old. It was out okay. in, um, yeah, it was digital format in December and it went to print in February. Okay. Wow. So it's super new. So it's through, you said it only took you five to six months. Do you feel like your ministry, I mean, it's kind of hard since you moved to Tennessee in the summer, but the yeah. ministry of, okay, before writing the book and then having it go out, did that kind of lead you to have more speaking engagements and to be able to kind of have more of a reason to go out and talk to other people? Yes, definitely. Like I said, I feel like it's kind of like a calling card because I've been passionate about this for so long, yeah. but like who even, who even knew that and who even, you know, like who, Hey, Katie, like who's going to ask me to come speak to a sorority about, you know, my testimony stuff I'm passionate about what I see in these incredible young women, um, who, who would do that. But then just writing all these things out and then sharing the blog post about them and, and things like that, they really helped just get that out there. So I'm really thankful for that. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's awesome. I keep thinking about the, um, conversation that I had with my friend Allie when you reached out to her, um, and first, cause she was in a sorority in college, but it, she was in a Christian sorority. And so I know that that's a little different. I mean, do you know anything about those two worlds? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I, I've actually been asked to speak at a few of the Christian sororities events and stuff. They, there's one coming up. Um, actually in two weeks, but, um, yeah, I mean, I wish I would have known about that more when I was in college. (laughs) I didn't really know anything about it. You know, well, really the very first sorority was founded, um, by a young lady who looked to the Bible for how should this even look? And she was like, you know, I'm new in college. I'm a freshman. I need accountability. I need friends and support around me to, to do this college life. Like who, what about dating and what about classes and what about all of these things she was trying to figure out? And so she looked to her five closest friends who were all pastor's daughters. Mm. They looked to the 15th Psalm for like, what, what does this even look like? Like what's our, you know, blueprint. And, um, that was their agenda. And that was just to, to sharpen each other and to lift each other up and have this beautiful sisterhood in, in light of like how Jesus calls us to live. And so that was how every sorority really was founded because Hmm. after that very first one, they all looked to, okay, well, how are they doing it? And then, okay, how are they doing it? Mm -hmm. So almost every sorority is founded really on Christian values. Of course, we've gotten away from that and we've gotten (laughs) confused and we think it's about cute, cute t-shirts and date nights, but (laughs) that's just kind of what another one of my, um, passions is, is to, you know, remember, I think a lot of these women want that and they Mm -hmm. want to stand for something bigger than, than these, you know, temporary things. They just, they're not really sure. And and who's taking the lead in this and what does that even look like? So that's, you know, just yet another thing I'm really passionate about getting these women on board. Yeah. Yeah. So you said, um, when you came into, it was your senior year that you were invited to a Bible study. Had you, like, you, did you graduate um, kind of still figuring stuff out? Or, like, where, what time of the year was that transition? Does that yeah, make sense? Yeah, was in the winter. And so I, I was pretty much done with my college life when I became a new creation. Okay. As I call it. So um, I, and I felt like, you know, so I, the first church I joined was, you know, it was very, it's good for me because I needed, like, that structure and stuff. But it was also tending on a little bit more legalistic and mm-hmm. I felt um that my past was in my past and you know leave that there and oh and I was scared to speak up on controversial things like sex and dating and booze and all these other things mm-hmm. and I just kind of um muffled those feelings of um wanting to share my testimony and wanting to um hey oh my gosh guys like if only I knew what I knew that I wanted just to, to go back and talk to um the girls would be like, oh my gosh, listen, guys are so much better than, you know, what we see here in front of us. Like mm-hmm. there is like, there's eternal water. <laughs> but at the time, you know, like these girls that I, they were my age and I was doing keg stands with them, you know, a few months before and yeah. mine, you know, just the lies that Satan tells us that we're not good enough and yeah. our stories don't matter. And I believe those for a long time, but I feel like just getting older and having a different perspective also, um, makes now when I'm, you know, walking in this ministry, it just makes it come from, um, 
not old enough to be their mother, but, you know, old <laughs> enough to, like, I guess have some, some different set of um, eyes and, and circumstances to be like, no, guys, for real. Like, they're so much better. And I, and also my marketing, I don't know if you want me to go ahead and dive into that, but I spent my whole working life in advertising and stuff. Mm-hmm. And what I see time and time again is these incredible multi-million dollar things are born on Greek Row, like the comfort colors phenomenon. Um, that's a huge story. on. And um, if you look, daggum pineapples are on everything. They're on cell phone <laughs> bags, they're on t-shirts, mm-hmm. on everything. Because sorority girls somewhere along the way decided pineapples were cool. Mm-hmm. And this incredible trend-setting power, like my word, guys, why aren't you using this for good? Why aren't yeah. you? You could take uh, artisan-made handbag from a third-world country and flip their entire economic model, you know? Yeah. yeah. Their well, power of influence is huge, and they just don't realize it. Yeah, and I love that you have those two separate sides of coming from it, but then also, like, just the really straightforward, no, this actually works. Like, this is, have you seen the trends? And you can actually yeah. flip that. I think that's so, that's so awesome. Because what was, what I was thinking was, if I think just that transition of becoming a Christian of like you're saying, just your mindset changes. And just a few months before you were doing things that now maybe you don't necessarily want to do anymore. So I was wondering how that transition worked of if it happened at the beginning of the year, end of the year. And then, cause sometimes it's almost easier to be out of college and have that happen and be like, okay, I can kind of start a fresh life when, but no years happen kind of like right in the middle of it. Yeah, I kind of right in the middle. And then I had to kind of surround myself with, you know, girls and, and guys walking in that, walking the Christian life. I mean, you have to, you can't do it on your own, mm-hmm. which is, again, why the first sorority was founded. <laughs> but, um, so I did, but of course I, you know, I still had my roommates that I partied with and I still had all my friends and, and, and they were still like, they're in my wedding and still some of my good friends today. So it's yeah. not like I had to walk away from that. Yeah. But, um, one of the things I always talk about that I still remember is one of my roommates, like during this whole transition, I remember her like slipping a note under my door and she just said, Kate, I just want to let you know, I see the changes in you and I'm very proud of you. Mm. And it was just like such a testimony that, you know, God was changing me and God was up to something and it wasn't, you know, I guess there was something to see there. And so that was really rewarding. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I think, I mean, and I'm even this way too of, I, like I said, I didn't ever, I never once went through like a partying stage or anything like that. I just was, I was more the good girl and in a bad sense of, I just tried to be good for so long that it just, I got very judgmental in that. And so I think, um, it's, it's so great for me to see people that aren't judgmental at all that can really open my eyes to, Hey, you know what? Like maybe this lifestyle isn't exactly what you believe is good and what is life-giving, but that doesn't mean that you can't still be friends with those people. It doesn't mean that you can't still walk through life with them. Um, and I think your life is a testament to that of, okay, like even if my beliefs change, that doesn't mean that I can't be friends with the friends that I had for the last four years. Yes. Preach. Yeah. (laughs) So that's something that I'm still been learning. So, (laughs) Yeah, um, live in the world, but not of it, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I loved that also that you sent me those questions that other podcasters have sent you. Um, okay. Because honestly, this is like the first time that I've truly had to host and kind of you're the first person that I haven't known at all in recording. Um, and so right. So I thank you that you have been so supportive in that. And yeah. Um, I just, yeah, looking at those questions, I was kind of like, well, this isn't, you know, like you said, ask the same questions that your podcast does, whatever. Um, but I, so at first I was kind of like, I'm not going to need these, but at the same time I do. So I'm thankful that you sent them to me. Um, but one of the questions that someone had asked you was how was, um, speaking engagements and going to these sororities, um, how have girls reacted to that? How have, like you said, you've had girls over for Bible studies and you've, um, you know, you've had them over for dinner. Just how has that created that community and have girls been open to, okay, maybe this isn't like really what I want to do, you know? Yeah. I think it's been overwhelming. And so, I mean, I'm sure I don't want to say that I'll never have a roadblock because that's pretty naive, but Mm -hmm. yeah, it's been, I think that girls are honestly starving for someone to tell them, 
I think we all know deep down there, there is a better way and that, mm-hmm. you know, we say, oh, you only live once and have fun. And, and I am all in favor of having fun always, if not always. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when we say, let's drink until we throw up and let's wake up beside a guy we don't know, like, is that fun? Because yeah. all I see is scars and hangovers and, and no one, and deep down we all know that's not fun. And so um, when I just say, hey, guys, I see incredible power of influence in you guys. Mm-hmm. I see something world changing. Um, and by the way, you decide who you date, you decide what you spend your dollars on, you decide what is fun, you are the trendsetters. And they're kind of like, I never thought about it that way. And and they love it. And they're so excited that they do have, um, have a say really, you know, mm-hmm. just because um, some a movie is popular, or a trend is popular, or whatever, they think that maybe someone sets this somewhere, but really they're the people who said it. We're just all looking for to each other for what defines what is cool and what defines what is what is acceptable. Yeah. But they set the stage more than they realize. So, you know, one girl says, um, I don't really want to wear that outfit. I don't really <laughs> want to date the guy who doesn't know how to hold my heart. I don't really mm-hmm. want to do these things that just because our peers have done that in the past, you know, today's a new day and um we can live differently and yeah i feel like overwhelmingly they've been very very supportive um the last time um i spoke at utc i almost cried they like give me a standing ovation i remember Mm. even it was so sweet and i just feel like yeah they're just hungry to hear um yeah i just say the words that i wish i had when i was 20 you know um so i I told you uh, i used to teach yoga and i have this little powerful um I guess visualization you want to say at the end of my talks mm-hmm. and I just talk about, okay, here's the end and we're going to do a balancing pose, a yoga pose. And everyone <laughs> stand up and they do tree pose. And if that's a very basic, you probably have heard of it. You just stand on one leg and put the other leg um, yeah. kind of to the side. <laughs> and you know, some people are better at it than others, obviously. And then I say, okay, now close your eyes because balancing with your eyes closed is infinitely harder. Mm-hmm. And of course they're all falling over and grabbing for a chair and stuff. <laughs> and then I say, now put your arm around your sister and that, and the whole row is, it has her arm around someone mm. and then they close their eyes and then they can't fall because they have the support of their sisters. Yeah. And the, the point is just, you know, sororities are made to love each other and say, girlfriend, I love you too much to let you go home with him. I love you mm. too much to let you have another drink. I love you too much to make these decisions and just support each other. Um, I mean, who doesn't want that message? Who doesn't want to, um, you know, just go through college with less scars and more encouragement and more good decisions. Yeah. So that's basically the heart of it. <laughs> that's so great. I love that. <laughs> I can even yeah. just envision it right now. Of, I've, I haven't been to many... I think really since I've moved out to California, um, I've been to more women's events and things than ever before, and they're so empowering. I honestly think we all need to have every single week we go to somebody that speaks truth kind of thing um, and just kind of has that, like, you have such, you have that perspective that no one else can really have, um, like, I don't have, so I think being able to say, just envisioning that is such a beautiful picture. Um, so looking at those questions and then thinking about you speaking, what are some kind of, okay, they, if someone's in this moment of, okay, I really kind of want to change where I'm at and what I'm doing. Um, what are some first few steps that they can take in that and having their, um, influence be for good and things like that? Yeah. I mean, I think we're all just, we we're creatures of community, you know, even, um, the people who say they're an introvert and don't, you know, like to be around people all the time, we still need, you still need each other. Mm -hmm. And so I think that I would just look to where you see people that you, um, you want to, to be like, and, you know, they Mm -hmm. say that if you want to see your future in five years, you take the average of the people you hang out with the most. Mm -hmm. And if you want to be, um, you know, like your friend, that's okay. And sometimes, you know, we make questionable friend choices or, or you think you're, you love your friend and they're down in the dumps. I'm not trying to say you dump your friend because they're having a hard time, but mm-hmm. if all of your friends are, you know, really depressed or really on drugs or I don't know, whatever, you just, mm-hmm. you can't help. It's much easier to be pulled down than to be pulled up. Mm-hmm. So I would look to, um, an organization, a friend group, um, and then just try and hang out, you know, maybe mm-hmm. sign up for a volunteer program or, um, ask a friend to, Hey, can I buy you coffee? I just want to um, ask something about 
your club that you're a part of or Mm -hmm. how you study a Bible or or just something like that. And because people, we're just, that's our lifeblood is to, you know, have other people around us Mm -hmm. and just kind of see how that works out. I would just, that would definitely be my first step. And then, you know, just see where that takes you because I feel like as we see who we hang out with, then that definitely takes you on. It could take you like on a path slightly to the right, but Mm -hmm. two years down the road, that can be miles away from where you are headed. Yeah. No, definitely. (laughs) Um, and I'm, I mean, I'm not leading college girls, but I actually just started leading a life group with high school girls and, um, I did eighth grade girls last year. And so that was a whole new experience for me. And, um, have you, you said like you had the Bible study with girls that were in college. Um, is your ministry more college based because it's sorority or have you been able to kind of, I don't know, kind of step down into high school as well? Um, so my husband was a youth pastor when we, yeah. first, when we were dating and got married. So, um, I did a youth like high school, middle school and high school for a long time. And then, um, yeah, I think I kind of transitioned to college and for a while I just did college girls that were at our church and things like that. And, you know, I kind of told you, I felt like over and over that God was calling me to do sororities in particular. And so that really just started probably about two years ago. And, you know, of course moving, I don't have a, um, a Bible study right now, but I'm actually having a meeting next week with a girl about doing a sorority girls can change the world Bible study Mm. at the campus, um, here, you know, in Chattanooga. So I'm really excited about that because I mean, of course I like, you know, being on stage, that's fun, but just doing life with these girls mm-hmm. and like getting to know their hearts and just being real. And, and I don't have it all figured out either. And, you know, <laughs> I'm still a journey. I'm still on this journey and I have struggles. And so just being real with each other, that is my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> Taking off the mask and, um, cause we, we need each other. And yes, I love having Bible studies. I love having girls over and, going there, you know, whatever, wherever it is, but I love that. Yeah. Well, and I think too, just showing, um, thinking about how your ministry was very much surrounded by that college in Georgia, like it's still, the Lord can still use you and still, he can move you wherever you want and you can still do his ministry. And so I think, um, that's really cool. You're also kind of sort of close to my friend Allie that you reached out first to. So I, I, um, I'm going to let her know that you moved up there and cause she's at grad school in Kentucky, but it is close. Okay. I mean, Kentucky and Tennessee are next to each other. Yeah, <laughs> um, don't know which side of Kentucky she's on. I want to say she's closer to Tennessee. So I will let her know that you're up there because she, um, she's moved to a new community and finding new people. And so it's always more yeah. fun to have that would be so fun. more people that, you know, yeah. Um, so what do you see? Okay. You've built this. Okay. How many years have you been out of college that you've kind of like been building this ministry? Well, I mean, story girl specifically is so pretty new, but, okay. um, I mean, so I have to date myself here. That's cool. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I graduated college in 02. Okay. So okay. No, I realized I was like, I'm not asking you to tell you how no, old you sorry. are. <laughs> I'm 20. That's cool. Okay. Yeah, totally. You just never age, right? <laughs> no, that's right. Um, <clears throat> so you've, um, what do you see in the future of this? Like, what do you hope for? What are your goals for this with the book just coming out? Um, yeah. What do you see? So actually, it's funny. I told you the woman at the well is like my heartbeat. And I always had the dream of this book, um, but I, I didn't I didn't have any idea that the whole sorority thing and I didn't know what God was up to. But like <laughs> I said, I felt almost audibly he told me to go share my testimony with sorority women. Yet I always had this um, hunger in me to write a book specifically about the woman at the well. So when I sat down to write a book the very first time, and, and this is, you know, probably years ago before I even got involved in sorority ministry, mm-hmm. um, I started writing about the woman at the well and I got kind of overwhelmed and I have like three half, I think I have probably three chapter ones and <laughs> there's like just my thoughts were everywhere. Mm. And, um, I actually went to, you may have heard of him as, um, he's also a podcaster. Kent Julian has this, um, kind of intensive workshop kind of thing in Atlanta. And mm-hmm. it's, it's called taking your dreams to reality, like from dream to do. And basically he just said, you know, you don't have to, you just have to start somewhere. You don't have to create everything. You don't have to like dive in and write your, the book of your dreams. You just have to dive in. And so that's where I dove in. And like I said, I wrote, I nailed down the, um, the outline for sorority girls can change the world book in 
10 minutes and like <laughs> I, just, I knew exactly what I wanted to say. Um, but to answer your question of where I see this going, I still have a dream of writing a book about the woman at the well. Okay. And um, I have a title. It's going to be called Thirsty mm. because I feel that we are. Women are just thirsty. We think that a man, a man will complete us. Mm-hmm. We think that maybe being beautiful or um, our friendships or, you know, whatever it is, like the word, we're thirsty. We're so thirsty. Mm-hmm. And God just says, I'm offering you eternal water. And that offer is always good. And we, we forget, and the, and the world confuses us, that we need something else to fulfill us. Mm-hmm. Yet that eternal water is the only thing that will work. Mm-hmm. So I see this going as writing thirsty and um, my heartbeat for, I've studied the woman at the well. By the way, she has a name. We always call her the woman at the well. The Orthodox Church, um, her name is actually Fotina. Okay. Um, which translates light, which I think is kind of an interesting name. So in my book, I'm going to refer to her as Claire, because Claire also means light. Mm. So there you okay. go. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Can Okay. More because my friend and I were talking about this last night of, so yeah, I think, and you can kind of correct us if we're wrong, but um, whenever sin did enter the world, like one of the things that the Lord spoke over women is that we're always going to have a hunger and always going to be wanting more from a husband and from a man. Um, and so we were just kind of talking about how that is so real and how, um, it's more that it's, it's okay that you feel that way because that's just part of the crap that we're going to be facing as women. Um, and just talking about how we're both 23, both single in a Christian community and how everyone around us is either getting married or already dating the good guys. So it's kind of, thinking about where does that take us and um, how do we focus on the Lord in that. And that has been my journey the last two years is I dated someone all through college. And um, so when we broke up, when we graduated, it was like, what the crap am I going to do? I've been yeah. kind of like you were saying, if I thought I was going to marry this guy, like this was my plan. And um, he was my identity completely. And so I had to really just kind of hands and knees crawl through this idea of like my identity is not the Lord and how do I find that um so I just was thinking about our conversation and how you just said trying to fill our trying to fill ourselves with guys and um thinking that they're going to fill that void what are some things that you truths that you speak into girls whenever that is a struggle because honestly like that's kind of where I'm at right now that's where a lot of my friends are at um that are single like how do we yeah does that make sense (laughs) yeah gosh well I I feel like so many I mean I think if you were to pull 20 you know 123 year olds that are single right now I feel like they would all feel this way you know yeah it's such a universal truth which is why I love the this whole woman at the well and the thirsty because it's so universal I feel like my story is not all that unique you you had the same you thought you were gonna have this happily ever after but that was wrapped up in a guy and 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 you even through your Christian walk you know like we we get confused I mean I totally I feel you girl yeah um I love that we can share that but (laughs) what I would say um and this is something I wish I would have heard more when I was single is this is really precious time. You know, you, you're always hungering for this marriage and kids and all that stuff, but you have the rest of your life for that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this is your only time to be single, but during this time, what, what you would hope that your guy is doing is, you know, working on himself. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe he had something traumatic in his childhood. Maybe he's getting a counselor. Mm-hmm. Maybe he is, um, getting out of debt. Wouldn't that be amazing? <laughs> maybe he is, um, you know, getting physically fit. These are all things you're hoping for your dream guy, but I would take that to the mirror and make sure you're doing that for yourself. And so just making sure that you're bringing the best version of yourself to a marriage, because when people have marriage problems, they're not really the marriage problems. They're two single people problems. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. And so, um, when two people get married and, um, the wife has daddy issues or, you know, the husband spends too much money or whatever. Those are single people issues in a marriage. Mm-hmm. And so if you get strong, you just become the best version of yourself that avoids so many other headaches down the road. Because mm-hmm. when you put on a white dress and he puts on a tux, like you're, that's cute. And that's <laughs> precious, but you're still the same people yeah. um, the next day and the rest of your life. So just again, just sharpen yourself. Um, do get out of debt, do all these things to be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cause don't you hope he's doing the same. And then, mm-hmm. the, and then these two amazing people who have been seeking the Lord and, and getting themselves straight and getting, getting rid of baggage or whatever it may be. And then that just brings so much, such a better 
resume <laughs> to yeah. your marriage. You know what I mean? No, definitely. I mean, that's yeah. a, and you're kind of just speaking into exactly of where I've been and what I've been praying over my future husband is like, I can go back and forth between praying for this idea of a future husband because I know that we aren't promised that. Like, you know, I yeah. think that's what's hard too, is just trying to figure that out. But um, that's exactly what I've been praying of. I want him to be able to have the community that he's desiring and um, dive into those people, dive into who he is in the Lord. And like, if he doesn't have his crap figured out until, you know, three or four, ten more years, then that's okay. Like, I want him to be Lord where you want him before I walk into that picture and start to maybe mess it up if it's a distraction more than help, you know? Yes. Um, Well, I mean, think about, you know, me. Like, if I had met my husband even six months before I did, I was, I was not a Christian. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was living for myself. I was, um, boys boozing popularity. Those are my gods. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, Brian, Brian was a great Christian guy. And why would he even would have wanted to date me? You know, that wouldn't have even been a conversation. And then God completely transformed my life. And we started out as friends, you know, it wasn't the day I met him. We started dating or anything, but, um, (laughs) yeah, like God, God create, you know, changed my life. And I'm so glad he did because, you know, like I said, he was, he was getting me ready to be the kind of person that Brian deserved. Mm -hmm. Um, because Brian was seeking the Lord and it, you know, I had to be seeking him too, to even make that work. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, so in that, when girls are focusing on guys and can't really, are just getting so distracted by that, what is something that could be, a first step or just kind of this, okay, mindset of seeking the Lord, what, um, how can they go from boys to Jesus? Like, um, obviously okay. that takes a long time. Um, and I'm still in that, but just talking with my friend last night, you know, she's asking, not, she wasn't even asking me. I give advice and people don't even ask, which is something I need to work on. <laughs> um, but just kind of the getting so distracted by we're in a room of, you know, maybe 150 people. We are list- Have you heard of John Mark Comer? No. He's an author. He wrote Garden City. Um, I haven't read it. I've read, like, little chunks of it. But, um, and then he wrote another one. I can't remember. God Has a Name, I think, is his new one. Anyway, he was speaking last night um, on a college campus, and our small group went to it. And, you know, I was t- joking with Maddie after, but it's still this real thing of, we're in this room where so many people seem to love the Lord. And so first of all, like that's, we want a guy that loves the Lord. And then second of all, we're also in Orange County, California, like, um, college campus. So there's going to be all these young guys our age. And so we were just so incredibly distracted. Um, so going from that distraction and trying to bring Jesus into that and focus on him before the guys, what do you say to that? <laughs> Million dollar question. Right. <laughs> I mean, you know, the, the apple in the garden of Eden was not, um, was not rotten and it was not disgusting looking. It was shiny and mm-hmm. beautiful and tempting. Mm-hmm. And, um, so are boys. Yeah. And so it's, and the, <laughs> Satan is smart and he is very good at pushing our buttons. And I feel like it's so easy. I'm like, I mean, if, if there's a filing cabinet and, Satan's like, what can I use to tempt her? Oh, 22 year old girl, easy boys. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's so universal. And I was the same way. So please don't, you know, I'm not hating for sure. That, that is not um, complicated. And we are designed, you know, God made woman for man and man for woman. And so those, exactly. are, all, those are all good things. It's yeah. just, you know, what, in what order does it, yeah. does it fall? Um, I mean, I don't know you, when you were saying that, I'm like, I don't know that I have a magic answer <laughs> besides, you know, what I said about just making sure that you're becoming whole first, mm-hmm. because this isn't where two halves make a whole type of mm-hmm. relationship. It was never designed to be that it's, you know, where, um, where two holes make a, an awesome marriage. Mm-hmm. So, but, you know, again, just protecting your heart because even, you know, I have a lot to say about sex, but, um, even just like emotionally giving your heart away, mm-hmm. you know, that that's a lot on a, a woman. And, you know, when the more scars you have and the more times, um, that you have just shared your heart, like that just, it makes it harder and harder to love. And then, mm-hmm. and those stay with you because, you know, 10 years later, you know, when you're married, 
those thoughts and those temptations and stuff that, you know, the Satan is still very conniving and he's Mm going to be like, Oh, well, why don't you just see what he's doing on Facebook? And why don't you just, you know, and those are just dangerous roads to go down. And the more and more you can really, you know, what's the scripture like protect your heart. It's the wellspring of life. And Mm -hmm. I feel like that's so true because, you know, gosh, you can imagine the women who have just so freely given their heart and their body to, tons and tons of guys like and then one day they put on a white dress and that's supposed to all be forgotten you Mm -hmm, know mm -hmm. like that i can't imagine the the healing that has to take place yeah and we think that we're young and go have fun but again let's define fun Mm -hmm. because you know like the less the less scars you have to share that you're gonna be so much better off because Mm -hmm. there's no erase button in life there just really isn't and um culture doesn't tell you that that's for sure yeah no, there's definitely no erase button in life. <laughs> definitely not. No, that's where my relationship, I don't know how the Lord, I mean, he completely guarded us, um, in that area of like physical relationship, but it was more that emotional connection of yeah. it's taking me over a year and a half to completely grow from that and become the person that I want to be, not, um, who I was trying to make myself in that relationship and that took me a year and a half and that was just an emotional connection so I can't even imagine just um on top of that can't imagine just having the whole shebang so yeah so um that when God very first introduced really sex you know he talks about in the garden when he um introduces man to woman or I guess it's woman to man but he uses the word akkad and in Greek that um it like translates to literally like fusing together mm-hmm. and um and the best way to describe that is like cement mm-hmm. and so he, he uses you know the the vision um or the act of sex I guess is these <laughs> men and women bonding um like cement and so in our culture says, oh, no, it's more like scotch tape, and you can just stick wherever, whoever, mm. no strings attached. But um, but in reality, your creator, the one who designed and made everything, says it's like cement. And we wonder why these cemented relationships, when they're dug up, it's like cement. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a mess. It's, it's Digging up cement is not easy. It's hard. There's scars. There's dust. There's cracks. There's all this mess. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're like, Oh no, it's scotch tape. It's fine. And Jesus <laughs> is like, um, Oh, by the way, I invented sex. Um, <laughs> I know how it works. It is, it is cement. Yeah. And yeah. And so when we try and rip up these, um, cemented relationships, it's a big hot mess and look at our culture. If you need any further proof. <laughs> Seriously. Oh my word. Yes. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> so, Yeah, on that note, (laughs) let's move on. Um, Well, I actually have three new questions that I've been kind of trying to figure out. Do I want those to be in my interviews? Do I want those to be um, in my, just my chip chats? Because I have like two separate things that I do. Um, But there are, first and foremost, before I almost forgot about these, I um, usually ask whenever I interview somebody, okay, how did we meet? Um, And then what are you celebrating right now and what are some words of wisdom um I feel like the words of wisdom you've given throughout this (laughs) um so we'll check that one off um and obviously we haven't met yet but I just I know like the short version of you had happened to listen to my podcast maybe is how you kind of came across um which is crazy to me. Um, but so really let's focus on like, what are you celebrating right now? Well, um, we just bought a house. We have not moved into it yet. Okay. We are closing soon. So the closing date is not official. It depends on some inspections and stuff like that. But, um, we, yeah, we're closing soon. And that has been so huge because, um, it's funny. I wrote it down a few before we moved up here that my dream was to like live on a farm and homeschool our girls. Mm. <laughs> and I laugh at that <laughs> because we moved up here and we have a rental house like in the middle of nowhere <laughs> with all this beautiful land around, but that means no humans around. Mm-hmm. And we've been homeschooling as we transition before they get into school. And oh my word, it is not my best life. <laughs> it is so hard. I feel so lonely mm. and I'm like, oh my gosh. So in a matter of weeks, we will be in a home. 
our kids will be involved in school, which means you're just automatically more involved in the community. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll have a neighborhood. We will have humans around us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm just, I didn't realize how much of a people person I was. Like, mm-hmm. I would call my friends, like, all the time, hey, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can you just talk to me? Yeah. Because <laughs> my husband would be gone for, you know, at work for several hours a day, and we'd just be, me and the girls, like, in the woods. Yeah. Like, oh, my gosh, I yeah. need people. That's so funny that the Lord gives you what you want, and you're like, wait a second. Yeah. That's so not true. it. <laughs> so true. And not I learned it. that, like, blessings, you know, things that you pray for, sometimes, like, yeah, like you said, he gives it to you, and he's like, really? Is that what she wanted? Yeah. And then and then the things that we pray against, oh, please don't let this work out. Please don't let that happen. But then it does, and you're like, oh, thank God. You yeah. Know? So <laughs> it's it just, again, that, you know, he really is, it's like a good parent. You know, if my yeah. kids cry, cry and scream because they want ice cream for dinner, I'm like, that's cute. But mm-hmm. I know better because I'm your parent and God's the same way. Like, Oh, that's adorable. Yeah. Begging and pleading for that. But I know you better. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh goodness. Too many things that I've learned through that. Um, well that's awesome. So when do you guys move in? Hopefully next Friday for next Okay. Week. That's not true because we have to do the flooring and painting first. So I'm going to recruit all the sorority girls I know to come help me paint. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's when the community can step in, right? There you go, yes. <laughs> so have you guys even, like, really moved out of your boxes and stuff? It's just no. been, So yeah. since we were only up, you know, this rental house for a few months, we just kind of unpacked only the bare minimums. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I've never – I thought it made some – like a good idea when you're moving somewhere to live somewhere temporarily in a rental mm-hmm. to get stuff settled. Mm-hmm. But I didn't realize how hard that would just delay getting community because yeah. we're living on the side of town that we're not going to live. So we're not going to meet these neighbors and we're not going to be in the school and we're not, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. this, it's not where we're going to end up. So it just makes it's delaying getting <laughs> to meet people. Yeah. But it's all part of God's plan because I mean, like I said, I would have always wanted to homeschool had mm-hmm. I not had this opportunity. Yeah. So now you're like, no, please send my girls to school. <laughs> like, I love them. And I love that they're at school. Yeah. And I love that I have a few hours about this. <laughs> yes. And I love that I can, like, because I work, too. And, you know, I can't, like, doing it all was only house. Right? Yeah. So what do you do full-time, part-time, whatever it is? Yeah. So I do this, you know, the writing and speaking stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but as I'm so kind of, you know, obviously working on growing that, but I sell t-shirts and hats and pins and cups and all those promo stuff mostly to colleges which is perfect because I'm at colleges a lot anyway yeah so I have bulk orders of like you know the t-shirts and promo items and stuff like that to to colleges is it a specific um company then that you sell through um yeah it's called Catalyst Promotions and um yeah we work through um all these different vendors across the U.S. so it doesn't matter which I can be I can work from anywhere, but yeah, I just work with different colleges. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. That is really cool how you can kind of tie in the marketing side that you love to the ministry side that you want to get into too. That's cool. Yes. Yes. It works good. And I can kind of set my own hours. So it's nice. Yeah. No, that's really, really nice. So how old are your girls then? They are seven and nine. Okay. So then that's like second grade and fourth fourth. grade. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Good yeah. Well, I'm a teacher, so I should like get used to know the ages. <laughs> well, um, I'm actually an educational therapist right now. So, um, and that's just like a fancy word for tutoring. So I tutor, I, the kids that are tutor right now are, I have one seventh grader and two fifth graders. So I'm with the okay. older kids right now, but last year I was a special education teacher and had kids from K through six. So, um, yeah, I've been having to learn, awesome. okay, how old are you? <laughs> this is what grade yeah. you're, you know, knowing the um, levels kind of thing. Um, so, yeah, I love hearing about, I mean, I, I, I am a teacher and want to be a teacher for my life, but I don't think I could ever homeschool my children, ever. Uh, it's <laughs> way harder than I thought it would be. It seems so magical in other people's lives. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What works for people doesn't work for others. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, so true, so true. Okay, um, so these are my three new questions um, that I'm going to, like, say all together, and then you kind of just take whatever you want. Because so, okay. I said it's new, so you're the first person that I'm trying out on. Um, okay. Yeah. So, here we go. So, what are you loving, what are you learning, and what do you kind of want to punch in the face right now? So. Oh, my gosh, I love these. <laughs> <laughs> so, first, what do you love, what are you learning, okay. and then what do you just really want to hit in the face? 
wow, I have so many thoughts in my head. They're all like, pick me, pick me. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I'm loving, uh, can this be random? Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever comes us. to mind. This is us on, I don't even know what network it's on. With, yeah. Um, Manny Moore. And yes. Oh yes. my gosh. I haven't even finished the first season and then I, is the second season already on then? I think so. I don't even know. My husband does a DVR. I pretend like I'm completely incapable of using that thing. Because <laughs> he just like sets it and it makes my life magical. So, <laughs> um, yeah, we just watched the, I, th- I guess, yeah, I guess it was the first one from the next season. Okay. Last night. And uh, I just, I just love them. <laughs> yeah. Um, what am I, what am I learning? I feel like the past four months since we've learned, lived here has been a crash course in life lessons. Mm. Um, you know, I've learned, I've learned how important community is where before I had a thousand and one acquaintances, mm-hmm. but very few real true, like, let me take it all off kind of friendships. Mm-hmm. And so in this new season of life, I want to be very intentional with very few friendships and just grow very deep with them. Um, I've also learned that I don't want to live on a farm in the middle of nowhere. Um, that community is huge. That you know, a church family is huge, and all these things. That um, I knew that moving would be hard, but I just didn't realize, you know, having community would be, I guess, so hard to build and stuff. Mm. Um, I, I think I, ha- I mean, I definitely found some some friends, and I can't wait to grow that. But it takes a while to grow history with people, of course. Yeah. Isn't that funny? Where like every single time you. I mean, you've been there before, you've built community before, and it's taken the same amount of time, but every single time you move somewhere new or have a new thing, you're like, oh, it's quick, it's going to come right now. Yeah. And you're like, wait a second. <laughs> I know. Like, it'll be easy. I'll have friends in like 10 minutes. But, yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I've definitely, I've learned a lot through that. And, um, and just like, this, my friend reminded me of this, of this the other day, like when you step, I felt like I was calling us in Chattanooga. And so... But stepping here wasn't all sunshine and roses, and it hasn't mm-hmm. been all easy. Yeah. I think about, you know, when God told Moses to go free the people in Egypt, you know, he could have been like, Pharaoh, I'm really nervous about this, but I feel like God's calling me to do this, so can you let my people go? Yeah. And Pharaoh would have been like, you're so brave, so try to be sure. You don't go ahead. <laughs> but there was like plagues and like locusts and yeah. frogs and all this craziness. Yeah. And so why am I to think that it's supposed to be all easy, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I didn't even ask okay. this, but what moved you guys up there? Was it your husband? Has, yeah. He got a job at UTC. He, um, he, he's big on like teaching people how to be responsible with money. He did a lot of financial coaching. Oh, cool. He got trained under Dave Ramsey. Um, I don't know yeah. Who that is. I do. And, yeah. Yeah. And so he is a director of financial literacy, which is basically teaching college students how to handle their money. Wow. Yeah. Everybody so, needs that. Not just college right? students, right? <laughs> yeah. And what I want to punch in the face, oh my gosh, Uh, I don't know, I feel like that's a lot too, Um, just this whole moving process too, like, oh, I've learned so much, I'm also, like, really mad about a bunch of stuff, like, (laughs) (laughs) like, why, why is it so hard, and um, so, literally, like, I told you we live in the woods, the second day we were here, I heard this thumping on the basement. It mm. was a giant turkey. No. On the window. What? Yeah. yeah. A giant turkey. <laughs> I only came from the suburb. Yeah. I'm like, what? What is this? <laughs> so I think I wanted to punch that turkey in the face a little bit. Oh, totally fine. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably the only time you're going to get that answer. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> you're the only person that will say, I had a turkey banging yeah. on my window downstairs. <laughs> crazy that's hilarious yeah I didn't want to ask what do you hate because hate I don't really like that word there's things that we just really don't like right now and I just really want to be done with them and you know that you're learning from them but right now I just want it to be done (laughs) yeah I think yeah just living in the woods I would like for that to be done and I would like a neighborhood Mm -hmm. yeah it sounds so first world doesn't it I feel bad no there's people with worse there's people with worse situations I get it yeah but yeah I just really would like community yeah and my people yes no totally understand totally totally understand wow well this has been so fun especially just the fact that you've been so um okay with the fact that you've been the guinea pig in this and um yeah letting me kind of learn and giving me grace through it I really super appreciate it um is there anything else that you really felt like you wanted to share and didn't get a chance to um, no, you covered it. I'd love to give a shout out um, if people want to be 
friends. Um, yes. On everything at katiebomer.life. So that's my blog and my Instagram and Facebook and all that good stuff. So just katiebomer.life. Okay. And I will definitely put that in the show notes too. And um, I'll get your book on there. All that jazz. Hopefully. I'm still figuring out all like the links and everything. Okay. Um, so... No worries. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. You're so well-spoken. This is going to be awesome, I know. Well, thank you. I so appreciate that. And thank you for, like I said, just being so awesome and um, reaching out to me and not letting me forget. (laughs) I really appreciate that. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Okay, well, good luck on your move, and I can't wait to be following you. I'm on a break from Instagram right now, too. So, um, but I'll I'll be back on there and see what you're doing soon. Okay, thanks so much. Yeah, thank you. Have a good day. Hey, guys. So I have no idea what my voice even sounds like anymore because right now it is almost 9 p.m. on a Wednesday night and I am about to hit the hay because I'm sick again. I got like this sinus thing going on, but I've loved re-listening to Katie and I's conversation and hope that you guys loved it too. I'm going to keep saying it because I've been told to keep saying it, but head over to iTunes, give a review, um, hit me up on Gwenlyn on my Instagram or even my blog or um, on the Facebook group. The links are all going to be in the show notes for this just to let me know, hey, this is what's going on. How can I be praying for you? Or, hey, I'd love to hear this chatted about on here. Or, hey, I'd love to catch you sometime and get coffee and maybe do an interview I don't know I just love to meet you guys and once again I'm doing this for you guys so to I not for you guys like you guys need me but more I need you and I'm so thankful that you guys are wanting to be a part of this and listening to the last three minutes of this recording so all right guys have a great weekend Merry Christmas and I will see you right before the new year (laughs) 